Hey, this is John with The Toxic Man. Congratulations to Talking Lead for 300 episodes. Hope for many, many more. Men, keep it toxic and embrace your masculinity. Another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Lefty. This is episode 315. If you guys haven't had a chance yet, make sure you go back to last episode, 314. Our guest was none other than Taryn Butler himself with Taryn Tactical Innovations, TTI. And he brought along a couple of his students. Jade Struck and Megan Swayze. So we got into some really good conversations. If you don't know who Taryn is, go back and listen to, to last episode. We, we tell you all about it. He is the trainer of some of your top tier stars in some of these action movies. Teaches them the proper way to uh, manipulate firearms. And uh, you've probably seen his latest protege in John Wick 3, Keanu Reeves. So go back, check out that episode. And we also did some giveaways there. I don't think I've heard from the winner of last week's giveaway. So make sure you go back and listen. It could be you. You never know. So this week, we've got a really good show, too. Um, you know, I've been doing this for seven years now. And when I first got started, we really relied on people in the industry uh, that were established and well-known, and they really did a good job on helping us get started. And our guest this week has started up a new brand, and he's going to be starting up a new podcast as well. It's called The Toxic Man, and some of you leadheads may have uh, heard of them, or you may be following them on Instagram and social media, been to their website. But joining us today, we've got John Dempsey, one of the creators of The Toxic Man. Welcome in, John. Hey, Lefty. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. So uh, we were introduced through mutual friend and sponsor of the show, uh, Danny, over at Dipstick Hydrographics over there in South Carolina. And uh, kind of you were looking for some some tips and tricks on podcasting. And as we got to talking, I was like, you know, you got a pretty good format. I think our listeners would be interested in your content and and the message that you're trying to convey with the toxic man. So welcome in. We're looking forward to hearing about it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, and very, very thankful to be able to uh, come on here and talk to you and all your fans and supporters about this brand. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. But, uh, you know, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in, John. So we got to take care of some jack wagons. Got, all right, let's do it. Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. Okay, so the train has stationed. But before we get into this, uh, I want you guys to go and show Caltech Weapons some love, sponsors of Talking Lead Podcast. They have got a, and by the time you hear this, it's probably been released, but they've got a new firearm that they're going to be releasing. Can't say what it is yet, and we'll get them on the show, and we'll get details and have them talk about it, 
but go over to uh, Caltech's Instagram social media pages, and they're doing little uh, uh, what what would you call it tease tease pictures and releases of it. So like little little tease pictures to get you uh, get you interested. I don't know what I don't know if it's a pistol. I don't know if it's going to be a rifle. I don't you know I don't know what it is. They haven't even told me what it is. So I'm I'm just as excited as you guys are. Well, you got to get your whistle wet if you want someone to buy your product, right? Well, you know, it's all about building, you know, the uh, the hoopla. Yep, exactly. The showmanship of it and everything. Exactly. But like I said, we'll have them on uh, to talk about the new product, whatever it may be. Uh, but you can go to their Instagram, their Facebook, and they're doing little tease releases. I think the 6th. So uh, actually, this is as you're hearing this, as we release it Friday, um, hopefully they'll have released it and then, uh, we'll be talking about it soon. Cool. I like go, it. go show, go show Caltech some love. Definitely. I'm going to go give them a uh, follow actually on all their social media. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So let's take care of some jack wagons. We've got several from you lead heads. Uh, I know Leadhead Mark, Leadhead Ed, uh, Leadhead Jason, uh, you all have sent some things in here, and we're gonna we're gonna hit those now. I think we should take this um, this first one here because a couple of you sent this, and I know Eric and um, uh, maybe Jason uh, sent this in. Edgar. So this is a kid in Colorado, and I got all my links up here, so I got to find which one it is. So it says, he went shooting with his mom. Now he can't return to school. And this was August 29th. And I'm reading this from bearingarms.com is the link that uh, one of you lead had sent. I don't know if it was Eric or Jason or who. It says, a Colorado teen has been told he can't return to school until authorities have a threat assessment hearing after he went target shooting with his mother. Nate Evans, a junior at Loveland High School in Loveland, Colorado, actually got a visit from police after he posted a video of his plinking with his mom, according to the Colorado Second Amendment group Rally for Our Rights. A report had come in to the police department about the video, and they were told Nate was a threat. After showing the video to the police officers and explaining that they'd simply gone on a mother-son outing to train with their legally-owned firearms, the police stated that they had done nothing illegal and were well within their rights. They also determined Nate was not a threat to himself or anyone else and went on their way. But it wasn't over. <laughs> oh, God forbid. Right. Someone spend time with their, with their mom. I mean, shooting. You don't want to do that. Right. God forbid somebody train and proper, properly learn how to use a firearm. Right. And safely. Right. Uh, right. And that's that's one of the things, you know, I, I see now is you have such a fear of, of firearms. And you may have said this before, but I think if you teach a kid safely how to safely handle a firearm and it's not a taboo thing to them anymore, mm-hmm. then they're less likely to pick it up and hurt somebody with the on accident. No, absolutely. I mean, it's all about education. You have to you have to teach them what it is. You know, the destruction that it can do. If you just hide it, like you said, and make it taboo, then that's just going to increase their curiosity and their want to get their hands on that thing. And, mm-hmm. and once they do that, then that's when all hell breaks loose 
because at that point they have no idea what they're dealing with. Right. And that's where you get all these accidental shootings. And it goes on to say, unfortunately, even after police determined that there was nothing nefarious about a mom taking her son out for some firearms training, the school district wasn't convinced. Justine immediately contacted the school, assuming she could easily clear things up, especially since the police had already assessed the situation and realized no one had done anything wrong uh, or made any threats. She was wrong. The school not only refused to provide her with more information about the threat, in quotes, but they refused to provide Nate with schoolwork so he doesn't get behind. A threat assessment hearing has been scheduled for Thursday morning at 10 a.m. at the school admin building where Justine will be allowed to defend her son against seven school officials who will be in attendance to, as she told, make their case. Make their case of what? That Nate's outing with his mother to train with her firearm somehow makes him a danger to the school. So this goes on. I mean, this is just showing exactly... Uh, and I think that they've got a, a law there or something that they call it. There's another one. Uh, another Safe to here. tell, I think is what it's called. Yeah, do you have that, that one? Yeah, I have that one. So we've got an updated article. The kid was allowed to return back to school. Um, but take that one, would you, John? Sure. Um, this one says, Justine Myers pulled her son Nathan out of school, out of class early at Loveland High School on Tuesday for a trip to a nearby gun range. By the time they returned, Nathan was being sought by police in connection with a safe to tell report alleging that he was planning to carry out an attack on a school. That's safe, it. safe yeah. to tell, yeah. Yep. Safe to tell is a threat reporting program run through the state attorney's general's office. The program gives local students the ability to alert district staff and law enforcement to potential safety issues anonymously. Yeah. So this to me this sounds like the red flag laws. Yeah. That, you know, that except it's for schools, I guess. So uh, if you're in school, if you see a threat, then you're supposed to talk, you know, tell somebody. If you see it, mm -hmm. you know, what do they call it? See and see and tell. I don't know what it is. If you see, some, see something, tell someone or something. That something I say. along those lines. But I, I guess that's kind of what this uh, safe to tell is. But the people apparently without any due process uh, have their rights taken away from them. Just like this kid was kicked out of school. He was presumed guilty instead of. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. People just make assumptions that he just because he's out shooting all of a sudden that's what he's training to go do something nefarious. And that's completely untrue. That's the problem with some of these laws. With um, the red flag laws. That's exactly mm -hmm. what's wrong with the red flag laws is you know, I can I could report you. Justin, just without any cause, I get to say, hey, he just seems like he's a threat. You know, I saw him with a gun. Mm hmm. And then yep. they're going to come and they you know they can come take your guns without you you know, without any due process. And, and they take these things out of context because one of these paragraphs says the report Tuesday supposedly concerned a Snapchat video that Nathan posted before the trip featuring a collection of his mother's firearms with the caption, quote, finna be lit, which is slang for um, pretty much meaning going to be a good time. Well, if you look at the context of it, he's going to shoot with his mom. That's what's going to be lit about it. He's spending time with his mom. He's going to go shoot with her. It has nothing to do with the school. He just happens to go to that school, and all Finnan, of a sudden he's tied in. Finnan be lit. F-I-N-N-A-B-E-L-I-T. Finnan be lit. And that means going to be a good time. So what's, yeah, that's what, I mean, what's even nefarious about that? If that's what Finnan be lit means. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So like you said, you're, you're guilty until proven innocent at that point. 
just for simply going out shooting and putting it on Snapchat. Yeah. I think maybe he may have had to have said something or done something else. I don't know. I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen the picture. You know, there's always two sides to every story. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he was cleared by the local authorities, which, I mean, that doesn't mean a whole lot. I mean, look at some of these other mass shooters. They've been um, through the legal process several times, but yet they still went out. They still, yeah. And, and committed yeah. committed uh, atrocities. Uh, apparently, I, I saw on the news that the shooter from that started at Odessa and moved to Midlands, the yeah. active shooter situation, apparently that guy called the FBI and the local uh, authorities that day before he just went out and just before he got the traffic stop performed on him. Yeah. So they, they weren't able to catch him for whatever reason. I don't know. I didn't see anything else about what they steps they took to try and prevent him, but it was pretty bang, bang, bang and yeah. how it happened. But that's, you know, that's the thing with this. And unless somebody's committed a crime, I mean, you can't really do anything about it, you know, until, until yeah. after it's done, but there are warning signs and you can keep eye and eye on people and, I mean, if the dude was doing what you said he did, then that should have been plenty enough for them to be able to go and apprehend that guy. But um, this is kind of off off topic, but th it reminded me of a video that I saw that's that's gone viral, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. And it may be you know 20 years old, I don't know. But um, the parents walk in their two little kids, and this lady comes by and starts stabbing yeah. one, one of the kids in the face. Yep. Have you seen that yep. video? I did actually. I put that on our Instagram the other day. Yeah. Um, so and, and the yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I would say I put that on Instagram. The whole point of that, me putting on there, was to say, look, if you can carry carry a freaking gun, because that, I mean that's that's crazy. And from what I understand, that was actually over in the country of Georgia, over in that part of um, that yeah, part it was of in Eastern a whole other country, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But and then that even shows you how important it is to have a firearm. Because you think that can't happen in America? I mean, oh, surely can happen it can happen anywhere. I mean, you can't mm -hmm. prevent if you're going to get ambushed. You, there's there's no way to to stop an ambush unless you know it. You know it's coming. Then it wouldn't be an ambush. But it's one of those things where I think the point of what they were posting on that was is what you do in that moment is how mm -hmm. you react. Don't freeze. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be overcome by the fear by the adrenaline because you saw the father just kind of stand there and he was just you know trying to process it taking it in it like did this just happen you know what just happened and by that time chick had already walked and she was coming back for you know for another round of stab right and then that's when he kicked in you know he threw his kids to the side to the mama and you know was trying to shush her off but you know even then he he, he was just kind of acting out of out of rage you know out of adrenaline where mm -hmm. she could have slashed him up and killed him which probably the best thing for them to have done was him to grab his kids, you know, his wife, and get the hell out of there. Yeah. You know, hit Beat yeah. Street. Yeah, create separation. If you don't have a, an equalizer with you, at, even if it's a, some blunt object you can grab nearby, yeah. create separation with a knife. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's, you know, that, that all comes into going and training, you know, self-defense classes. Uh, learning to use your firearms, learning to use, you know, your knife, whatever it is that you, mm -hmm. you prefer to carry for self-defense, uh, and then being able to react, overcome the adrenaline, overcome the tunnel vision, the fear. But yeah, you can't do um, that unless you put yourself in those situations, and that's why you got to train. Absolutely, and that's I, you know who um, you ever heard of, Lieutenant Dave Grossman? 
I've heard of Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> he's 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 not I've heard that name. Dan. Yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah. He um he has a book I've read. It's called On Combat. Um and he has one. I think before that was actually On Killing was his first one. But he's a he's a Vietnam vet who when he got out of uh the service, he went to college and got a social I'm not it's not social, his uh, psychology degree. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote books and did a lot of studies on stress inoculation and training. And how that works, and I, I would say he's probably the leader in that subject because he's been in Vietnam, he's been in warfare, and then he Close went and studied combat. the yeah the yeah. So well, there's he's a got, lot of good you know there's a lot of good instructors out there, and everybody's got their own you know training methods and philosophies and but you know the point is it's the knowledge is out there and available, the courses are out there and available. It's up to you on whether you act on those and you choose to educate yourself and train yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my entire point is stress inoculation is your biggest and then training. You have to train, you inoculate, inoculate yourself to the stress and the adrenaline and it becomes as if you're just walking down the street. It's as normal as that. Yeah. Just second nature. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I'd bring that up. I mean, that was something that uh, is, has been recent. And again, like I said, I don't know how old that video is or you know how long it's been circulating, but I wanted to make that point before I forgot. So let's get to our next jack wagon. Our last one was, of course, we're not throwing the kid on there. We're throwing the, that, uh, what is it called? Too, too safe. Was it safe to tell safe to tell policy, you know, this school policy, uh, and the fact that they did this, you know, knee jerk reaction and disrupting this kid's life when he obviously was doing nothing wrong. So I'm sure we'll probably hear more of that. Probably about that in the future. Uh, let's do, what's our next one here? Let's do the, the fast food one. Talk talk about that one. <laughs> so I'm sure. Have you heard about the battle? I don't even know if it's real or not. But supposedly there's this chicken sandwich battle between Popeyes and Chick Fil A. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I, you didn't know about. I didn't so know I don't know if it's real. Or, battles with one another. I can't figure it out. I've looked to see if it's real or not. Um, however, it's supposedly. I guess they're just warring back and forth with each other. Like who's got the better chicken sandwich? Well. I mean, in my opinion, I'm going to go with the divine chicken. I'm going mean, to I'm going to say they're both beat by Bojangles. Oh, and we have a three way now. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying Bojangles beats them both hands down. So. A menage of chicken sandwiches. That's right. going to be interesting. <laughs> chicken sandwich so, smash up. <laughs> so this was in, I believe, Houston. Um, yeah, Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm going to just read it here. An yeah. armed group of People rushed the door of a Popeye's chicken sandwich or chicken restaurant in Southeast Houston Monday night demanding chicken sandwiches. Houston police were called to the restaurant on Scott Street in quarter just after 9 p.m. Employees told ABC 13 a mob of two women, three men and a baby were told at the drive through that the chicken sandwiches were sold out. But that apparently triggered the woman, the would be customers. That's when the police said they tried to get in the restaurant. One man had a gun, but a restaurant worker was able to lock him out. All the while, the group left the baby inside their vehicle. Um, according oh to Houston PD, it was, quote, it was more of an aggravated assault because he was displaying the weapon and threatening employees, end of quote. Um, then it says, it seems laughable, but some people who live in the area along with Popeye's customers say they don't find anything funny about the incident. Here's a uh, citizen said, quote, he could have shot someone 
behind a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Somebody could have lost their life because they ran out of chicken sandwiches, end of quote. No injuries were reported. Police said the man with the gun is being <laughs> having a small dreadlocks tattoos on his face. Um, just goes into a description left in a blue SUV. Um, police are looking at security cameras now. So yeah, chicken sandwiches. It's worth it, apparently. I, mean, I don't know. People are willing to to take a life over a, a chicken sandwich. Yeah. So uh, they yeah. drive up. They're like, uh, "Sorry, we're out. We don't have any." And they think that going in and storming the place is going to miraculously make a chicken sandwich appear that they're out of. Well, maybe, maybe if it was a Chick-fil-A, if you look at the divine chicken of Chick-fil-A, kind of like Jesus and the five loaves and the three fish, maybe you know, he manifested <laughs> that in is, the basket. Something is going on with Chick-fil-A. They put <laughs> crack in their chicken or something because, and, and I'm not a big Chick-fil-A guy. I mean, I'll eat it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to eat Chick-fil-A. But okay. every day at our local Chick-fil-A here uh, at lunchtime or whatever, there is a line wrapped around that place, and I, do, mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's no different in South Carolina. It's every Chick-fil-A. But they've got that thing down to a science to where they have the person out in the heat, God forbid, the horrible heat of South Carolina humidity or the freezing cold in the wintertime you know, with the iPad plugging in your order, and they're just rocking and rolling with it, hand over fist. No, I, so, I, I don't, I just, I never, I haven't got, I've, I've had their chicken. Their chicken's okay. You know, I think it's probably a little overpriced, but you know, I've had people say, nah, it's, you know, it's fine. It's good. But, uh, I mean, like I said, Bojangles, man, I'm all over some Bojangles. I, I will say this. Um, I, I don't, I'm all over the Chick-fil-A, but I will say Bojangles has a good chicken club. Chicken club. Yeah. I've never had, I just get their. They're chicken biscuits, like the mm-hmm. breakfast chicken biscuits. That's and I can't say that I've eaten anything else at Bojangles other than their uh, biscuits and that, that's bis- eh. that's biscuits and gravy. <laughs> well, if you, I, I get the Cajun fillet when I do go. Um, if you haven't done it, my wife taught me this: get them to throw a piece of cheese on there. It adds extra spice to life that you wouldn't believe. Actually, I'll try Dinner that. I, I do. I have had the the spicy one. Um, yeah, because you can get that. Yep. You can get that on the the breakfast biscuit. Yep. So yep. You throw some cheese on that, it's pretty good too. A little cheese and tomato. Shut up. Mm. Stop it. Just stop <laughs> it. Shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> some good stuff right there. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've got a Popeyes here. I don't know if it's still open or not. Um, they haven't been real prevalent in our area, but I have been to Popeyes before. And, you know, it's again, it's one of those where I tried it and I wasn't like overly like, hey, I got to get back to Popeyes. And, so, yeah, we had one open up probably five or six months ago in the, the city that I live in. And when I tell you, it, it looked like Chick-fil-A lengthwise. When it first opened, it was kind of sad to see so many people just completely crush Chick-fil-A li- or uh, Popeye's like that. Uh-huh. It's like you, they've never seen a chicken sandwich before in their life. They lined <laughs> up. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's probably three football fields length. It's probably nine, 900 to 1,000 yards down oh this gosh. highway. That's and crazy. people sitting in line for an hour. For Popeye's, just because it was brand new. Yeah, that's the same thing here. If something new comes in, mm-hmm. I mean, they're golden for about three months. Yep. Yeah, they're going to be yep. slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, just had a, we got a, a, a local chain. It's called Toots. Okay. Uh, started off kind of like a Hooters, but it's a little more conservative than a Hooters. And I guess they've kind of evolved now. And it's just a, you know, just a good, good play. And their chicken's good. I'll have to say they got some really good chicken fingers there at, at uh at toots but there's one just opened up real close here to my house and i mean that's been about 
at least three months ago, and it's still ridiculously jam slam busy. And they've got four or five other locations all over all over the city. So, huh? Yeah, um, we don't. We got a Hooters and we got a uh, Twin Peaks. I don't know if you've ever heard Twin of Twin Peaks. Yeah, we've had yeah. a Twin Peaks. Uh, there's one in a town called Franklin up up nearby us, but that's uh, they're kind of. They dress kind of sc- scantily clad as well, don't they? <laughs> at Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's what I hear. I've never, I've never been there, but I've, I've heard from uh, some of the guys <laughs> I work with that, uh, that work out there, or, or that go out there. Yeah, uh, I think I, I went on time. Valentine's Day or something like that one time, and it was, I was like, wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God forbid someone spill a, a, a pitcher of water on one of them. Right. Lose I mean, everything. there there wasn't even anything there to soak it up. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Even if they spilled the water, they'd have to. They'd definitely have to go get a towel. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jack Wagons uh, that raided the Popeyes, welcome to the Jack Wagon train. Uh, chicken sandwich ain't worth that. Go to, you know, go to uh, Bojangles. Like I said, you'll be <laughs> you'll be much happier. Promise. All right. I think that does it for our Jack Wagons. Uh, we probably got a couple more, but let's get on to uh, talking about some heroes, some people that are doing good in our community. So, going to get that train out of here, and our new pilot, the ghost of Charlton Heston, is going to be flying in Lead Force One for our Leadhead Brigade heroes. Bring it in, Chuck. One is with you, 12 miles on the ILS, X-ray, 1-6 rate, final. Air Force One, contact Reno Tower, 118.7, have a good day. Air Force One, push it out, All right, so and I think this one comes to us from Jason Edgar, and it says, like something out of a horror movie, Camper saves family of four from savage wolf attack. And this is, let's see, here's the story. It was about half past midnight when Russ Fee woke up to the sound of frantic shouts coming from a campsite next to his in Canada's Banff, B-A-N-F-F, National Park. I think they need another vowel in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Banff. It's almost like an Indian name that a cab driver you see up in New York City. Or a sound effect that you see in Marvel Comics, you know, like yeah. or DC Comics. Bam. Yeah. Boom. Bip. <laughs> or when uh Wolverine pops his claws. You know, that, that sound effect's kinda like that. Shoo. Sneak. From within his tent, he listened quickly discerning that the voices belonged to a man and a woman. They were screaming for help. I threw my shoes on. My wife tossed me a lantern, Fee said in an interview Tuesday with the radio show Calgary Eye Opener. I popped out of the tent and just started running toward their tent, sort of yelling, I'm here, I'm here, what's wrong? Uh, Fee is from Calgary, told the program that he expected to find two really scared parents whose child had wandered off into the woods. Instead, the sight that greeted him was much more distressing. The family's tent was in shambles, Fee said, and sticking out of its entrance was the rear end of a large wolf. Lobos. Los Lobos. Whoa, that's to me scary. Yeah, so it goes on to say it's a very rare incident, a wolf attack. And this is a New Jersey couple that's in... um, Canada. So there are two children who were visiting a national park. A harrowing encounter that may have ended differently if it weren't for Fee's quick thinking. We are forever grateful to Russ who came to our aid. 
I'm not going to read everybody's names here. Uh, she described Fee as a guardian angel. So apparently this guy went in, the the wolf was in the tent uh, wreaking havoc, and he chased the wolf off. I think one of the kids actually were, was a hero in this too. I think one of the kids was uh, helping fight off the the wolf too, according to one of our lead heads that sent this in. Dang, he started dragging someone away. Yeah, read that. Someone by the leg. Yeah, read that part. Okay. Well, we are, when he arrived at the family's campsite, Fee told Calgary Eye Opener that he saw the wolf attempting to yank someone free of the tent like it was pulling on a toy. Quote, it was big enough that I immediately figured out what it was, which is weird because I've never seen one outside the zoo. It was just much longer than any, larger than any dog I'd ever seen. And a quote, inside, he goes on to say, inside the now mostly collapsed dwelling, an intense tug of war was unfolding. Elisa wrote that the animal had, quote, started to drag Matt away, in a quote, as she was holding onto his legs. I cannot and do not think I'll ever be able to properly describe the terror. Yeah, I, I imagine that. I, I imagine yeah. so. Says so. I, yeah, I felt like I had had kind of punched someone that was way out of my weight class, I guess, when this guy was kicking the yeah the wolf. But I imagine stout. Yeah, I mean, got a wolf that, you know, that's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is go out and kill their, you know, their breakfast, lunch, and dinner day in and day out. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't give a size or anything, but I'm sure, you know, it's probably pretty big. But for these guys to go and take this this beast on barehanded, you know, it was a, a very courageous act, and they definitely deserve a ride on Lead Force One. So oh, for sure. I would, uh, for doing what he did, I definitely would give him uh, a toxic man title for that. There you go. Toxic. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We're going to, we're going to let our leadheads know what that is. They'll find out what the, what a toxic man is here shortly. Um, but yeah, so, and it's, the story goes on. I mean, I love the way these writers love to throw in all this extra crap that they don't need for a story here, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this came from the Washington Post, but I'm sure if you just Google uh, Camper Saves Family from Wolf Attack, then you'll get uh, several different stories on it. But well, That's eye-opening because we go camping a few times a year. Um, I always take a, a firearm or take a pistol with me just in case. But, I mean, I take, I got a wife and, and two daughters, and they're right now eight and three, so they're little. Um, so that's something when you go, and I know they're good at Canada. He probably didn't want to deal with, the whole regulation thing with taking a firearm, if he even has one, he's from Jersey, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got to be ready. You got to at least have some, like you said, a knife, have a large stick that you could have stuck that wolf in the eye with, or something. Spear. Yeah. Yeah, a good spear, a good three hundred spear. Yeah. A little bit of that Leonidas action this going on. Is <laughs> Pepper spray. I mean, even yeah. pepper spray, you know, some, something along those lines. You just don't want to go out into Mother Nature without some sort of a a poker or, you know, if you can have a gun, then obviously you want to take a gun. Yeah, that's yeah, just, for sure. That's a no-brainer there. All right, so our next one, and that came from Jason Farmer. I think I said uh, Jason Edgar, but that's Jason Farmer. So thanks for sending that in, uh, Leadhead Jason Farmer. So this one, uh, Ted Cruz. I don't know. You may or may not be a fan of Ted Cruz, but I'm going to read this because the headlines make him sound like a, a you know a Second Amendment hero here. 
says, Cruz schools Chicago mayor on gun control after she demanded he keep city's name out of his mouth. So, let's see. Senator Ted Cruz, he's Republican from Texas, is on a roll in his defense of the Second Amendment. First taking on actress Alyssa Milano, which, I mean, who my age wasn't in love with Alyssa Milano growing up? (laughs) Who's the boss? She was in Commando, and then she grew up to be just, you know, hotter than hell. And what was that witch show she was on? There's like three witches she was on that. Oh, uh, um, something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember now. But she's she's a big airhead liberal. Um, but then so Ted did something to take her on. Then turning his attention to Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, he exchanged with Light. Uh, his exchange with Lightfoot came after the mayor took issue with him pointing to Chicago as an example of gun control not working. Which it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't work there. You can see it. It. it they have the highest uh, gun crime rate in the country. And then come to find out, they also, what was that other stat? They've got the most illegal guns that come through Chicago? Yeah. Uh, so Lightfoot yeah. argued that a majority of the illegal firearms recovered from the city come from out of the state. Those dominated by crowded Republicans like you, who refuse to enact common-sense gun legislation. I just love it when they say common-sense gun legislation. You know what common-sense means. It, it, it means no sense. Exactly. It means they it's don't exactly understand right. that there are already a bazillion firearm laws on the books, mm-hmm. and criminals aren't going to follow laws. Only law-abiding citizens will. So there Isn't work. that the essence of... That's the essence of being a criminal. Right. Right. So more laws aren't going to stop criminals. It's not going to happen. It's not going to dissuade them. It's not going to make them change their mind. She then called on him to keep our name out of your mouth. And I I don't even (laughs) know. I don't even know what she sounds like. So, I mean, that's just. In a series of tweets, Cruz then pointed out why her anger is misplaced. Uh, says, Mayor, your anger is misplaced. Virtually every year, Chicago has the most murders of any city in America. In 2017, the top five were Chicago, 650 murders. Baltimore, 343 murders. Philadelphia, 317 murders. New York, 290 murders. Los Angeles, 286. And these are some of the the most regulated firearm areas in our country and they yep. have the highest um murder rate <laughs> can you imagine if you're an leo in those cities oh my I, gosh no we've had I mean, like, we've had some leos from these areas on the show to talk about it and it's just you know they're they're even mesmerized by it you can't keep up i got a, a buddy of mine he um he was in south carolina and he moved up to illinois about 45 minutes outside of chicago i think it's in the peoria area and he could scan Chicago PD's radio, he was saying in any shootings that didn't involve a death, all they would do is take pictures of the victims. And that was it. Oh, wow. Quick documentation, take pictures, move on. Um, yeah. So they get buried in murder. So any any type of assault and battery with intent to kills or something like that, they can't even touch because they just don't have the time for it. And then um, there's another thing here. Lori Lightfoot said 60% of illegal firearms recovered in Chicago come from outside Illinois, mostly from states dominated by crowded Republicans like you who refuse to enact common sense. Keep our name out of your mouth. That was her tweet there. 
and they went back and forth on a little Twitter thing here, but she basically was make, making his case for him by the stats and stuff that she was posting. Mm-hmm. And he said, can you imagine being this disconnected? She thinks she's making a point. She's missing it because law-abiding citizens of Chicago, yep, I said the city's name, cannot get a gun. The criminals there are the only ones with them. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Boom. Boom. So on the Listen Milano part of this, I don't know if you've heard of this yet, but I heard it on a local talk uh, talk show this morning, mm-hmm. talk radio show. It appears, I'm reading this from Fox News, it appears that Texas Senator uh, Ted Cruz will meet with liberal actress Alyssa Milano to discuss gun violence after the two feud, two of them feuded on Twitter following last week's deadly gun range, or I'm sorry, gun rampage in Odessa. So Ted Cruz, I think, has his undergrad from Princeton, and it was on the Harvard debate team. I think that's going to be worth watching because he's going to rip her a new one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that could definitely be interesting. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But you and I were, were talking before we started the show and, uh, you know, tying into to, to last week's episode with Taryn, we were talking about, you know, the, the climate in Hollywood and, you know, the the fear that a lot of these uh, actors, actresses, I mean, even people behind the cameras uh, are afraid to come out and show their support of or Second Amendment or, you know, even even be conservative. So I was a little curious. I was like, I wonder who actually is out, you know, as being, I'm not going to say Second Amendment, but conservative. We'll say conservative. Mm-hmm. We'll call it conservative. Mm-hmm. And on IMDb, there's a big, long list of people. And some of these, I, I don't, I got to disagree with them. But so number one, Dean Kane. They've got Dean Kane on there. I don't know what kind of order they've got these in, uh, if any. Yeah, it looks sporadic, actually. Yeah, but it's it's living or past um, celebrities. Christy Swanson, she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Bueller's Day Off. And of course, Dean Kane. If you don't know who Dean Dean Kane is, then. Uh, don't consider yourself a pop culture person at all. Then he, he, he was Superman on TV. He was, yeah, he he was. He was a very good Superman. Um, I don't know number three, William Barber. I don't know who he is. He's a military yeah, veteran. Uh, Mel sure Gibson, which I think we all know, Mel likes his guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Sometimes uh, n- negligently likes his firearms. <laughs> John Voight. Who is the the father of Angelina Jolie? Yeah, which is really shocking. And he was in, um, oh, what was that TV series uh, with the the Irish people? Oh, it'll not come sure. to it'll come to me. I'm not sure about that one. The guy played uh, Sabretooth in the Wolverine movie. He was the main character on it. Donovan, thank you, Donovan. Do you okay. ever watch Donovan? Uh, no. Donovan is a great TV series. I think it's like on Showtime or Cinemax or one of those. But Okay. Donovan uh, is a great TV show. John Voight's in that. He's a good, good person. Gary Sinise, who was one of the candidates for our uh, pilot for Lead Force One, he actually came in uh, third place. Well, he was third place. Gary Sinise. Yeah, I'm big, a fan of him. Big supporter of our law enforcement military. Yep, yep. Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules. That's yep. probably the most claim to fame he's got. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, he does those. I think like um, Christian movies or something. Now um, he's pretty outspoken Christian conservative. Okay, cool in Hollywood. Good for him. And I don't know. And again, I don't know if these are like Second Amendment supporters or or what. But they're they're showing them as being conservative. Cheryl Ladd, who back in my day, Charlie's Angels, she took over for Farrah Fawcett. I think I think she played like her sister or cousin or something. But another hot as nails in my day. <laughs> Chick. Kid Rock, no surprise there. Tom Berenger, which. I'm I'm not real surprised about Tom Berenger. You know, he was in Shooter, the Shooter movies. Yeah, my brother and I actually grew up watching Sniper. Or I Sniper, mean, not Shooter. Sniper all the yeah. time. Thank you, yes. Sniper. Yeah, Shooter yeah. was uh, uh, Marky Mark was Shooter. I remember uh, I remember Tom Berenger's most famous line to me in that movie was when they were hanging out him and um, Zane. I can't remember Billy Zane or hanging Billy out Zane, there in the swamp. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Berenger's like, don't take a piss. The leeches will swim up your pee hole or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you took from that? That's that's Yeah, yeah. As, as a 12-year-old boy, that's what I took and from And, of course, that. he was awesome in Platoon. Oh, yeah. Loved him yeah. in Platoon. And then, of course, that uh, Major League. Major I League. I saw that. Oh, you haven't seen Major League with Charlie uh-uh. Sheen and and Tom Berenger and uh, Corbin Burnson? Uh, oh, it's a classic. you got to watch it. Um, What's his name? Blade. Got played Blade. Was also in it, uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, yeah. Willie Hayes Mays, Andy Garcia. That's kind of a a shocker, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's a shocker. Bill Ingvall, no shocker there. Kathy Ireland, again, that's a shocker. You know, another hot as nails in my day chick. No, I remember growing up. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit mm-hmm. uh, model. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, I mean, all you, you teeny bopper girls out there probably know who that is. He did a lot of the little, you know, nine year old girl movies. Yeah. Kurt Russell, no surprise there. Paul Sorvino, he plays a lot of mobster stuff. He was in Goodfellas. I don't know if he was in that, uh, that HBO mob thing or not. What was it with Ga- Gandolfini? Oh, um, Godfather, not the Godfather, um, Sopranos. Yeah, the Sopranos. I don't know if he was in that. I think he might have been in that. Back in the day, James Cagney. Uh, let's let's scan down to a few more here. Uh, there were some that we, we were like, nah, I don't think that. Like Lorne Michaels, that's the one. Yeah. Lorne Michaels is on this. You know, He's the, the creator of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's all they do on that show is bash conservatives. Yep. So I don't, I don't, I don't, see I don't that believe one. that one. I can't believe that one. Yeah. And then Jessica Simpson, I can't believe she, she's just too ditzy to, to be conservative. And not, to even know what's going on. Yeah. 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 One way or the other <laughs> to know one way or the other. And then, uh, somebody wanted me to throw Sylvester Stallone on the jack wagon train this week. He's on here as being a conservative. And I think he has made comments in the past that could be misconstrued as him being anti-gun, but. I don't think he is. I really don't think he is. Um, you'll have to you'll have to send me something that that shows a direct quote or something like that that says, you know, he's anti-gun. But he's got a new movie coming out. The was it Last Blood? Yeah, Last Blood. That's what they call it. The first Blood was. I mean, that's a classic. I remember watching that. My dad oh. pretty much sat me down and said, "You're gonna have to watch this movie with me." I'm like, "Okay." 
Great. And movie. I was hooked within five minutes. I'm like, this great is, movie. this is great. Yeah. Super duper movie. Absolutely loved it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom Selleck's on this list. No surprise. James Caan, Kelsey Grammer, Cary Grant, <laughs> uh, James Stewart, Dennis Hopper, Ronald Reagan, Bob Hope. Now we're getting some, Chuck Norris is on here. Again, no, no shock. Donald Trump's on this list. Adam Sandler. That was one that uh, you know I'm kind of hard to to swallow <sighs> that one that he's conservative. I don't. I'm know. putting him in the Lauren Michaels category. Right. Uh, let's see who uh, James Woods. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cameron. No surprise with him, uh, from uh, Growing Pains. Heather Locklear. Do you believe that? I don't. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe I've missed it. I kind of you know just the way she and another in my day hot as nails chick. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I got to qualify by saying in my day. I mean, if that's a, a recent picture, I mean she's still. Hot as nails. Not bad. Uh, but there, I mean, there's a big long list here, and uh, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger is on here, and he's one of those that he's whatever serves his purpose, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to put that. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's um, on this list. You know, we know no big surprise there. You were t- talking about Vince Vaughn. Yeah, you said he's a member of something. What? What was it? The uh, Friends of Abe, and it's the conservative um, actors and Hollywoodites out in California. So it's pretty much it's a secret, quote-unquote, open secret society. So before it became well-known, it was where the conservatives could kind of talk to each other. They were Friends of Abe. They can go meet and talk about their politics or whatever without getting blacklisted yeah. in Hollywood. About, about being labeled a commie? Yeah. Yeah, a fascist <laughs> one. That's not what they want at all. Jacqueline Smith. Another Charlie's Angels, uh, and another Hot as Nails back in my day. Hey, two for three out of the Charlie's Angels. I That's know, not bad. I, know. I, I guarantee you that other one's not on here. I was looking. Sixty-six percent. I'll take it. Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Andy. He's on that was Andy. a great show. The you- Griffith show first. Griffith was great, and then uh, Gummer Powell USMC was excellent. Uh, I used to ever, you know, when I get home from school, I'd sit down and watch Gummer Powell yep. USMC when I was like four or five. Yep. Yeah. So there, there's a lot. There's a lot on here. Uh, Bruce Willis is on here. Uh, and again, I don't know what the criteria is or anything. And this is just one list, but. Hey, run back to uh, number 81. Seems Chuck to me Connors. like the number Chuck Connors. Yeah, 81. Okay. Yeah, Chuck Connors. But, yeah, he was uh, the, the rifleman. Yep. And he, what's a, what's a, I'm going to give you a uh, quiz here. Right. What is it, a famous movie from back in his day that he was in that you may have watched growing up? A famous movie? Yep. It's a big, t- I, I watched it, man. My brother watched it a good I mean, bit. He was in, he was in a bunch of, was he in, um, He's in something with Chuck Heston, wasn't he? Yeah, but this one wasn't. Um, Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Yep. Used to watch yep, that he, in school. Yep. He came in when when the husband was out pushing the cattle. He came in to help check on the guy, the wife, and the kids, and all that stuff. And they fed him the cornbread and milk. And he went out back out to the to the wild. Okay. Yep. I just didn't know. Uh, I, I just remember him being in that. I haven't watched that in a long, long time. But that's a good movie. He was one of those. 
back in the day. I mean, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Soil Soylent Green. Soylent Green. That was a big, big movie of its day. I know that one. I haven't heard of that one. You haven't heard of Soylent Green? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like a classic. Back in 1973. I think that's the one. Uh, Charlton Heston. Yeah, Charlton Heston is in that one. Who is the yeah. pilot of Lead Force One. The oh, ghost okay. of Charlton Heston. The ghost. It's the ghost now. Yeah. The ghost. Like I said earlier, those those damn dirty apes killed him. <laughs> Get your damn dirty paws off me. <laughs> it says, in the world ravaged by the greenhouse effect and overpopulation, an NYPD detective investigates the murder of a big company CEO. That's the premise behind Soylent Green. Huh. Early climate change movie, then. Right. I mean, they were even on that kick back in those days. It was 1973. Yeah. All right, do we have any more heroes? Any more heroes uh, for Lead Force One this week? I'm questioning number 100, the last one on the list. John oh. Cryer? John, oh, I don't know. I just, I can't see that. I don't know much about John Cryer. I didn't watch Three Men and a Baby, or whatever it's called, Three, Two Men and a Boy. What is that show? Yeah, two and a half men. Two, yeah, or that. <laughs> two and a half men. <laughs> yeah, I never watched that. I never got into that. And before that, he was in a bunch of like uh, uh, teenage kind of coming of age movies. Is that right? Yeah, like the yeah, kind of. I'm gonna say the Freddie Prince Jr. types, but something similar. Yeah, um, John Hughes movies, kind of stuff. Okay, is what. I remember him in in movies like that, but I mean I don't know John Cryer. Maybe maybe he is. Could be wrong. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just going by the list. So that does it. Let me make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, make sure you leadheads. Sometimes you'll send stuff to my Facebook page too. I prefer if you got nominations for Jack Wagons uh, and Leadhead Brigade Heroes that you email those to me and then put in the subject. Uh, you know, Lead Force One or Jack Wagon or whatever, something that'll designate them. Uh, and I'll make sure I get those. Because if you put them on Facebook, I don't always see them. I don't always get them. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap up our Lead Head Brigade heroes. The ghost of Charlton Heston, fire up the engines, get the Lead Force One out of here, take those heroes for a tour around the globe, show them off. And we're going to get into talking about the Toxic Man with John. So, so John, the Toxic Man. What is what is the Toxic Man? What is what is this all about? So, I don't want to leave my buddy, um, my co-founder Drew, out of it. Drew sure. Palmer. Um, so, back in January, um, a commercial came out by Gillette, and you go on YouTube, you can find it. But it it goes over quote unquote toxic masculinity, and it pretty much takes any type of masculine man, someone that's not a little beta male, but if you're a masculine man, you allow your your kids to go wrestle and fight some, um, that you are a fan of women, um, and you want to talk to them if you're attracted to them, and you know, you're know you not tied or married, um, that they, they come down on men for being like that. They want men to be more soft, um, more quote-unquote in touch with their feelings and not so stoic. More compliant? With, yeah, more compliant, yeah. And I think it ultimately, 
I think it ultimately comes down to a political thing. If they have a more compliant man that's not going to stand up for himself or for his family, they can get what they want politically. That's mm-hmm. kind of our. So we we uh, were discussing that commercial one day at work, and um, he uh, he said, "Man, we ought to we ought to com- create some kind of like toxic soap, toxic man soap, or toxic man shampoo." Or we started to name out different funny things we thought would be toxic this and toxic yeah. that. Toxic and man thought, deodorant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then I said, you know, we could probably create a brand off of this. And we discussed it a little bit more. I said, well, if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. So we went ahead and invested some money to get it trademarked and um, got a website, which is the toxicman.net. Got social media going mm-hmm. through Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then event- now we, we put the brand and logo on shirts, on um, gun magazines, on bourbon glasses, bourbon glasses with a bullet kind of embedded into it, which is kind of cool. So it's uh, a it's it's a it's a brand to empower your masculinity. Embrace, exactly. Embrace and empower your masculinity. Exactly. So our our business cards. If you ever come to one of our events or anything, our business card is actually a poker chip, and on one side nice. it says "Embrace your masculinity." So we we went to a um, strongman competition put on by Iron Covenant Jim and Anderson, South Carolina, mm-hmm. back in July. And people, I'd go, I say, here's our business card. And I'd go to hand them the poker's chip. And they just kind of take a step back and look at it and say, that? I was like, yeah. And they look at it and see our website and our Instagram and embrace your masculinity on their life. Oh, this cool. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's yeah, something so, people won't throw away. Like a, a card, they'll just toss it, you know, poker chip. Ex- exactly. Sub- exactly. That's what one guy said. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So um, that's what we're about. We're about, you know, empowering men um, to embrace their masculinity. So as men, we're to provide, we're to um, be leaders, and there's times when we need to be stoic. Um, you know, certain factions want us to be in touch with our emotions. Well, there's times where you can't be. For instance, you know, my wife and I were watching a um, documentary on uh, Prime the other day, and it's called The Hornet's Nest, and it's about a couple of guys embedded into a, a unit in Afghanistan at the height of the Afghani war. And we're watching these, these firefights. And I looked at my wife and I said, do you think a woman belongs in combat? She's like, no, she's like, there's no way a woman could survive in a com- combat like this. And a couple guys got killed on one of their missions. And the next day three MREs and just going on, she's like, there's no way a woman could deal with that because it's such a, an emotional thing. He's like only her opinion is only men can compartmentalize it for now get the mission done and get home safely. Um, so that's kind of, kind of what we believe in, um, in a, in a short way. We have a blog up on our website as well, mm-hmm. um, that we try to contribute to, um, as much as possible whenever we feel like something substantial that guys could read and really take to heart. Very cool. And give that website. It's, uh, www.thetoxicman.net and our, um, our Instagram is at the toxic man underscore. And then under Facebook, we're the toxic man. Very cool. And you started a, a podcast. You released your first episode a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool logo. Um, how did you come up with the, did you, did you talk about how you came up with the logo? I haven't. Um, it was, so most men don't like frills. And all that crap, all that jazz, you say. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I thought, you know, just simply the toxic man. Just simple. I was like, what, simple, what is basic. a simple? Yeah. And I was like a couple brackets, or excuse me, brackets, and put them on there, and that's it. And it is what it is. You know, it's very simple. Um, that was kind of our, our thought process on that. Very cool. No, it, it is. It's, it's the toxic man, and then you've got like a bracket, a rectangle kind of mm-hmm. kind of square on there. And um, Dip Dip Branding's done all of our our branding for us. Um, just want to throw that out there for them. They've been really awesome to work with. Really good guys. Yeah. The toxic man for men or so, women. Yeah, and, and that's the thing Great too is actually I've, women. I've noticed there's a lot of um, we've got a lot of followers on both Facebook and Instagram because when you think about these people, this social justice warrior that comes after men to break down their masculinity. Those are actually husbands and brothers um, and sons that are being attacked by these people trying to change them. The women, the women married them because they're masculine, not because they're a little beta boy. Or maybe they didn't. <laughs> maybe or that's maybe why didn't. some of the women did marry the guys is because they were submissive. Yeah, and that's that's some of your you're going to be your leftist ones when you look at yeah. you know they're they're going to be like like probably Elizabeth Warren. I'm sure her husband's not really would be considered a toxic man. Is, is she is she into that boat or is she in the other boat? I don't know. She's a social justice warrior running well, for president. I know that, but is, is she, does she does she run with that side of the group or does she run with the other side of the group? If she got a husband, no. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she's married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It might be for show. Who knows? I but think, anyway, yeah. I got no problem with that either. I mean, it doesn't doesn't bother me one way or the other. But um, but the, the whole idea of the toxic man can be related to women as well, you know, be empowering of yourself and who you are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and don't let someone else tell you who or what you need to be. Right. Right. And there's a, when we had our, our, um, event last July that I was talking about one lady, uh, she was a nurse actually. She said, it's kind of funny. She's like, she's like, I'm very hard headed. She was like, it takes a toxic man in your definition to, to take care of me. <laughs> So I think that's um I think it, if it's women, my wife also came up with something we're doing under the brand too called the Toxic Misses, mm-hmm. um that that we're gonna start putting some things. I put that on a couple cups for a couple ladies locally, uh, but it's it's pretty much like our logo except man is replaced with misses and cursive. Yeah. So it's for the for the wives as well. Okay. What you guys are trying to accomplish, you know it. Start off as a joke, you know, kind of the Gillette commercial that you're, you're talking about. You're kind of spoofing off on it, uh, but then it's you know it's grown into more of a you know way of life mm-hmm. uh, kind of brand. You know, mm-hmm. your, your lifestyle kind of brand, the Toxic Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the way you're headed with this, the direction that you're headed with it. Uh, when you were telling me about it, like I said when we talked earlier, uh, I was like, yeah, I can I can really see where you're headed with this. So. I uh, just wanted our leadheads to get involved. So you guys go to their website, thetoxicman.net. Go to Instagram. Follow them on Instagram. You're on Facebook too? Yes, Facebook as well. Yep, The Toxic Man, you'll see our logo when you when you type it in the search engine. Yeah, and uh, they've got some T-shirts that you can order. They've got some yeah. well, other, so we what got, other things you got. Talk about your swag. So, so our swag, we got some T-shirts. Um, we also have some... 556-223 NATO hex mags with one side has our logo and the other side has the uh, don't tread on me. Um, nice. We also have license plates. Um, we have a 
several different types of shirts. We have our basic Toxic Man. We call it the classic. It's just a logo across the front and on the back, a little bit smaller between the shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. We've got the, um, we call it the Chattos. And let me tell you the Chattos. The Chattos is a guy that I work with, and he exemplifies the Toxic Man. He has horses. He has like a little farm. He is very gruff. He's actually a 100% Greek immigrant. Um, Greek? Yeah, he's Greek. And nice. he's got this mustache that is just beyond belief. It's awesome. But when he talks, he, he talks kind of like this and mm-hmm. everybody's junior. Um, junior. <laughs> but he is the toxic man. Um, and, and so we, he builds AR-15s as well. So we created a shirt design for him and we call it the Chattos. And where um, is that at? I'm looking for the, the navy blue Chattos. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Got yep. It. And on the back, you'll see it's a bigger um, bigger logo and an AR-15 or M16 on the back. Um, then we have Drew created the Don't Tread on My Masculinity with the Gadsden um, theme to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have nice. some bourbon glasses with our a logo on it. And a new one that we have coming in is actually a bourbon glass with a bullet embedded into the side that we're putting the brand on as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we haven't posted that yet. I, um, those are on the way in. So there's several different things. Um, we got our Betsy Ross shirts as well. Um, from when, Nike was going after Betsy Ross when they tried to <laughs> right. back down. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about so, that on the show too. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, now, now you're going to hook up one of our lead heads with one of your tumblers, right? Yes. Yeah, so we have a um, 15 ounce um, pint glass made out of the steel pint glass. And most of the, the branding on the steel, I actually do myself in my garage. Cool. Um, so I got a sand blasting or a media blasting cabinet and put the, the Toxic Man logo on each side. So um, this is going to be a, a giveaway to one of your lead heads okay. that we'd uh, like to give out. Um, if they just come like our page, our Instagram or Facebook. Um, both. Both. So yeah, like both. Yeah, here's what you got to do, lead. You got to go to their Instagram. Got to follow them on Instagram. If, you know, if you've got Facebook, if you got one, you don't have the other. If you got them both, do them both. So he is going to do a post on his Instagram. Does your Instagram go to your Facebook too? Do you do both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it pushes. Yeah, it yeah. pushes from Instagram to Facebook. So he's going to do a social media post on Instagram, Facebook, uh, when this show is released, uh, linking to the Talking Lead podcast here uh, with the Toxic Man. Uh, you're going to go and you're going to like that post. You're going to comment on that post. And you're going to put hashtag TL300. And you're going to put hashtag the toxic man. Okay. And then what John is going to do on his next podcast, he's going to announce the winner. So you got to go listen to his, his next podcast to, and when are you going to record that? Do you, do you know? I'm going to record it this week. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? I'll give uh, I'll give your guys time. I'll I was going to say we need week. to yeah we need to give yeah. them give them time. So maybe your third episode. Yeah, we'll get a third episode. Okay. Yep. So he's got one episode released right now on the podcast. Make sure you go and listen to that. He's doing an introduction to to who they are and what they're all about, what they're going to be talking about. Of course, I'm sure he would welcome input from you, Leadheads, too, and what you'd like to hear them discuss on the show. Yeah. Um, but on his third episode, we're going to give you time to do this. On his third episode that he releases, he's going to announce the winner. I'm not going to announce it here on Talking Lead until after he does. So to be eligible, again, 
he's going to do a post on his social media of his interview here on the Talking Lead podcast. You guys are going to go and like that and use those hashtags, comment, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, but he's going to go through that list, and that's where he's going to pick a winner. And he's going to announce it on his number three, Don't Tread on Me podcast. That's right. <laughs> his third. Three percenter. Right. Uh, and maybe you'll have me on as a guest, and then I, we can do a joint announcement. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would enjoy that. That would be cool. So there you go, leadheads. Uh, get a Toxic Man Tumbler. You call them tumblers that we're calling them? So this is just a 15-ounce pint glass. Pint we do glasses. have tumblers, okay. yep, but this is just a 15-ounce pint glass. 15-ounce um, pint glass, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I use it to drink my beer in. It keeps it actually colder than longer than what a glass does. Well, the, the lead heads are kind of spoiled because you know we've got what's called the leddy. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> this is the talking yeah. leddy. Yep. Uh, keeps your drinks minutes colder than a Yeti, the talking leddy. And we've got these in black, and this is a new silver. So you're one of the first to see the new silver. This is a prototype here. Yeah, but, I like that. But they're affectionately known as the evil black assault mugs, the, <laughs> the talking leddy. And they can get those from Danny, our good buddy uh, over at Dipstick Hydrographics. He's got a, a new website coming up. So once he gets that up and going, we'll have the new leddies. And I think there's going to be other colors available also. Um, and we've got some different sizes that you can get too, um, but you need to get your Toxic Man one. So yeah, we do have we do have some tumblers with um, Toxic Man tumblers. We also have some flasks as well. Um, well, you're just doing we have up everything, bra- man. Yeah, yeah, we got some flasks, and they come with a little couple little shot glasses. Um, it's got the funnel with it and all that stuff to put your whiskey in. Nice. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So one of you lucky leadheads is going to walk away with uh, one of those uh, those beer mugs of his. So participate as you're listening to this. Go to his website because I'm sure he'll have it posted by now, or his uh, his Instagram and his Facebook, and he'll have it posted, and you can do the the comments and the and make sure you tell your friends about it too. Get ever get everybody to sign up over there. Yeah, please. Um, that'd be awesome. We're just like I said, this isn't this isn't just a brand. To make money, this is about uh, men claiming their masculinity and, and standing up against those who uh, who want us to be betas. Yeah, and if you want your man to be more masculine, get him involved with the toxic man. If you if you don't yes. feel your man is is masculine enough, he needs a little more masculinity in his life. And that's, <laughs> then listen yeah. to the toxic man. Listen Perfect. to us and then read our blogs as well. Because um, the blogs are you know, four or 500 words. They're not very long at all. Okay. Um, taking just a minute or so to read them. But it, it, it's really concentrated, just a, a little life lesson, stuff that I've learned, stuff that I've learned from people older than me. I love to actually, when my daughter was younger, my older one, we'd go to the uh, local Hardee's and hang out at the table where all the World War II and Korea vets sit and talk. Yeah. Um, and it was fun just to sit there and listen to their life stories oh, and yeah. their life lessons. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that's awesome. Anytime you get an opportunity to sit down and talk with one of our veterans, uh, World War II, Vietnam, Korean, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, we're losing them, you know, by the numbers every day. Sadly. I get the, the opportunity next month. I'm going on a hog hunt with a couple of Vietnam veterans. So I'm going to you know, hopefully Dude. have some good, good stories for you leadheads from that. That would be awesome. And then uh, I've got a lot of questions that I ask 
our new our new guest. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the talking lead. New guy, new guy, new guy. Sometimes girl questions. <laughs> what is your earliest <laughs> recollection of being exposed to firearms? I would say a BB gun could be. Yeah, actually. yeah. So that would be probably about six years old. Actually, my dad got me my first BB gun when I was six. Okay. And do you still yep. have that BB gun? I don't. Um, I remember though, I accidentally shot myself with it though. I do remember that. <laughs> you did. You did shoot I your sh- eye out. I stupidly shot it off a, a piece of metal. It ricocheted right back into my stomach. So you learned your first uh, physics lessons there. I did. I did. And, uh, and I was wanting to uh, give it back. And he pretty much said, no, you're, you're going to learn how to do this right. So I was taught how to, how to handle, handle guns correctly about six, the six years old. Starting man, out. The toxic man learns from life's lessons. That's right. So, uh, and, and this next one, you answer it as detailed or, you know, aloof as you want. Uh, military law enforcement background. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> at, when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it's a movie, a TV show, uh, a book, a magazine, you know, maybe even a you know video game? Uh, what's your go-to that you just you know that's your kind of escape? That's where you go to just relax and unwind. Feel so free. my. I would say my favorite, it would be my favorite movie. Okay. Um, and my favorite movie is Friday Night Lights with uh, Billy Bob Thornton was the head coach and it was based out of Midland, Odessa, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen that? I, I I have, I think I have, it's been a long time and I remember there was a TV s- series Friday Night Lights. That series, that series is, in my opinion, that series is trash it's to the trash. real movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, they're, they're, this sound kind of reminds me of um, Friday Night Lights kind of reminds me a little bit along the lines. And this is back in my era. I'm a little bit older than you. Tom Cruise. It's all the right moves with Tom. Tom. It's another small town football story, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Growing up in a steel mill and Craig T. Nelson's in it. Leah Thompson, Chris Penn. Sean Penn's brother. Anyway, that that, that movie kind of reminds me of that. So it's kind of like okay. your air, your generation's all the right moves. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um that's my go to. Um, it because I, I coach football um as well locally here at the high school, and football is a is a game that can teach you so many different life lessons. Um, I guess that's kind of part of it with me. Life lessons are important for us to develop as as men, as individuals, and as leaders. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's kind of why it kind of strikes with me pretty hard. So Friday Night Lights, that's a first. Mm-hmm. What is your next gotta have, wanna have? Uh, and it could be a firearm, but it could be anything. Your piece of kit, gear, equipment. What are you eyeing? What do you like? I want to get a um, Smith & Wesson. Um, I'm now brain farting on what it is. Um, dang it, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, M&P. It's a single stack. It's low profile because what I have right now is a Taurus uh, PT-809, and it's kind of thick on my hip. I want a more low profile handgun that wouldn't uh, print so much on my shirt. Is shield? Yeah. Shield, that's it. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. It. I got you. Yep. The 43s are nice, too. Mm, I'll, Glock, I'll take that. Glock 43 yeah. is pretty nice, too. 
I'm not trying to sway you. Change your mind. <laughs> have you shot a canic yet? No, I have not. You should really shoot a canic. Now it's not a you know they're not they don't haven't come out with one yet. They ain't come out with a single stack yet, but it's a you know full size, and they've got a compact one also. Yeah, see, I like a, I like a good compact. Um, at least at the very most, a compact, not necessarily full. Nineteen's yeah. like my perfect wheelhouse size. I like the nineteen X now. You know, they came out the night Glock came out the nineteen X. Got the extended um, magazine, so you have a seventeen capacity, but a nineteen size. Have you shot the um, six hour three twenties yet? Look kind of like a Glock, hammerless. It's, it's internal. I haven't shot the the three twenties yet. No, I have not. I've okay, seen them, I'm, but I've not shot them yet. Yeah, I I was kind of skeptical. I'm pretty familiar with the two twenty sixes. I carried that for a while. Um, then they there was a a time when I switched over to the three twenty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what. It's one of my favorites too. Sig P P two two six. Dude, they're great. Love them. Yeah, they're I love great. Love the trigger on it too. Yeah. I just held mine up. I was showing him. Laws be damned. Rules be damned. Price be damned. What would you own? What's just like your dream? What would I own? If laws didn't apply, money was no object. Oh, man. Um, That is a good question. Sky's the limit. Oh. So I'm going to have to, with that, I would go with a a firearm. I would just go with the, I'd keep it pretty, I'm pretty basic, pretty simple guy. Mm -hmm. Um. So I would go with a basic full full auto uh, rifle of some sort. Okay, so you get a, yeah. get you a full auto like an M sixty. Like, would you go big or would you do more personal carry kind of full auto like an M forty five or a an MP? Uh, I would say big. I'm defending the house with this thing. I'd say someone come take it. Okay, so you go, like, like you go someone breaking my house. house. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do big rounds, nice. Yeah. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone, whether they're still living, dead, or fictional, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? I would say uh, first name that comes to mind. I think um, I'll say famous or family. Anyone, any, 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 okay, any person or group of people, person or group of people, yeah, um, fictional, alive, dead. I would say uh, Charlton Heston. Okay, N- not the ghost of Charlton Heston. <laughs> the, the, the real deal. <laughs> the real Chuck Heston, huh? Yeah, I, I um, I grew up watching Planet of the Apes, and I always thought he was a, a good actor. Yeah, um, Planet of the Apes is one of my all-time favorites. Love. Yep. Love the even even like the crappy ones, yeah. They were they were good too. I enjoyed those. Oh, from the newer, from uh, the two thousands. No, the older ones. Oh, those are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's the ones. Yeah. And then the newer ones are the ones with Marky Mark are okay. I guess it's all right. They could have done better. I don't know. It, they they were pretty good too, but not as good as the old ones. Yeah, the old ones are my favorite. And uh, how about Zero on there? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> down with some some monkey poo. <laughs> she was she was the one that couldn't speak, but uh, I mean, eventually she said Taylor at the end, right before she oh, got the, killed. It was her name Zero. I thought Zero was the ape. Maybe she was. Maybe it's um. Her name oh, was, was her? her name was um Nova. Nova. That's it. Yep. Linda Harrison. Yep. Played Nova. Yeah, she was smoking hot. 
Yeah. All right. Good job, man. You passed I, the new guy questions. You are now part of the Conway Leadhead Brigade. Thank you. Thank you. So what we want to do now is, uh, and I know you got to go, but we got one. More, we got one more thing we want to do. We want to give away our last Modern Spartan System starter kit with the uh, Accuracy Oil, the Destroyer, uh, the Carbon Destroyer, Lead Destroyer, Crystal Clear, the Grease, and a bottle of their TVT Engine Oil Additive. And we want to go to, I think this is a Facebook, might be an no, it's an Instagram post. And this is from Leadhead Jason Edgar. And Jason made a post of this old dilapidated tractor that I don't know if it's a family tractor or what, but he said he's going he's gonna to refurb it and get it running. So I want to see, see that Modern Spartan Systems TVT engine oil additive uh, getting that thing up and going. So, Jason, you are the winner of our last Modern Spartan Systems starter kit. Get in touch with me, talking at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get Marcus over at Modern Spartan Systems to send you that kit. So we're, we're, we're running low on all our giveaways. We still have the suppressor to give away, the silencer from Dooley Defense, and the CP33 from Keltec. And we're going to make an announcement on how you're going to win that CP33 coming up. So it's, it's still up for grabs. We haven't started the actual promotion on that yet, um, but it's coming up soon. So stand by. We've got one more $75 Glock. Uh, gift code to give away and then we've also got uh, some more leddies to give away and a few other things so that does it for another episode of the talking lead podcast make sure you go and support all those companies that make this show possible caltech modern spartan systems x steel targets asp dually defense rats tourniquets glock and 1776 United, you get the official Talking Lead t-shirts and patches United.com. Go show all those people some love. What's that? I got a few of those shirts. Yeah, 1776, they make, they make great shirts. The most comfortable shirts that they have, though, John, are the Leadhead, the original Talking Lead t-shirt. Most comfortable shirt you're ever put on your body. I believe it. So, and make sure you go and show John some love. Go to The Toxic Man. Go to thetoxicman.net. Go to the Instagram, which is The Toxic Man, right? Yes. Uh, well, The Toxic Man underscore. Someone had grabbed The Toxic Man already. So, we got to do The Toxic Man underscore for Instagram. And then Facebook is just The Toxic Man. There you go. And take part. You could win one of his awesome metal beer mugs there. It's 16 ounce or 12 ounce? It's a 15 ounce uh, beer cup. Or it's 15 ounce. I missed, yeah, I or 15. We go with that. Or 15. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go show John some love. And then, uh, like I said, he'll announce the winner on his third podcast where yours truly may or may not be on that. We'll, we're going to try to make that happen. We're going to work on it. Yep. going to work on it. I've got a trip coming up to Baltimore, Leadheads. Uh, so we're going to get some great interviews from some cool companies while we're out in Baltimore. I think it was like the third, second or third dangerous city according to that list that we just read off earlier from Ted Cruz of, of I think second yeah I think second yeah so uh, I will be packing something I can assure you while I'm there but until then as always Leadheads 
keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer and keep it toxic, man.